I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I'm emotional. I hug the block. I'm so emotional. I love my Glock. Cash rules everything around me. So what's realer? About the Skrilla? So call me a ghost face killer. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with your host Rod and Karen. Um, I didn't know you was living that thug life. I didn't know I was living that thug life either. Are you hugging I, the Glock? I didn't know what a Skrilla was. I had to ask you. So you know I'm not living the thug life. <laughs> and uh, don't forget, you guys, you can leave comments on iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic. Search for the Black Guy Who Tells Podcast, and we will come up on any of those sites. Uh, and we will interact with you, and that's actually what today's show is all about. It's uh, interaction with the people who, you know, give us feedback. Yes. Um... And of course, the official weapon of the podcast is Taser. I had to think. I was like, "Wait a minute, official weapon, Taser." <laughs> All right. And the unofficial sport of the podcast is football. See, official and unofficial begin to blend after a while, so that's why I have to think sometimes. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm gonna give them the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also take this podcast uh, straight from Podomatic, copy the URL, put it into your uh, Facebook status, and people can play it from your page and. Yeah, we appreciate that. You can also, when you join our Facebook group, you can click on share underneath the status of the uh, of the page, and you can share it on your page with your friends, and they can listen that way too. So we appreciate everybody that does that. Um, don't forget you can call and leave us a voicemail. The number is 704-557-0186. 704-557-0186. And speaking of voicemails... Uh, let's get right into some voicemails uh, right now. Okay, look. Rod and Karen, I'm not even going to say who this is because you'll find out in a minute. Play what a. the fuck is up with that photo on your latest podcast episode? That shit is hilarious. <laughs> Matching outfits. Come on. That shit is so 1985, man. I love, which means hate. When I see couples wearing matching outfits, that shit is straight up corny. I hope y'all don't still do shit like that in 2010. That shit wasn't even cool in the 80s when people were doing it. Oh my god, that shit's hilarious. Hope y'all grinning. Karen sitting up there with a big ass bun on the top of her head. Now, you know I like y'all. Yeah, you know I like you. I'm not gonna you know, roast you too bad, but I just wanted to let you know that shit is straight up funny. You made my day, and I really appreciate it. But really, I hope y'all not still wearing matching outfits. Because honestly, that's just cool. Y'all need to stop. That's just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he made a lie, brother. Hate, hate, hate. <laughs> um, yeah, I put that on there because that was on the uh, that was on the show. We got that negative review, and I figured what would be more obnoxious than that person tuning in to see what we thought about that negative review and seeing our photo of us with the same matching uh, sweaters on when we our were throwback young. photo see people that have been together forever understand what we talking about we probably did take that photo back in 1986 <laughs> <laughs> been together so long it was funny though cause a lot of um, I changed it to my to my picture on twitter and a lot of people you know they, they thought it was funny and they got it too I, I, I guess you just gotta be able to laugh at yourself cause oh yeah 
it's not that serious, you yeah. know? It, it was cool back then, but now as I go back and look, no, and no, for those of you who guessed it, we do not dress alike today. That's, yeah. that's, that's not happening. You think uh, the player hater sees everything in relationships? Like, you think when he watches, like, sports, because he never really talks about a lot of other stuff. So you think, like, when he's watching sports and stuff, he's like, I wonder what Kobe Bryant's relationship is like. Yeah, you know, everything's related to that, you know, just the way they hold the ball. I wonder do they hold their woman like that. You know, when they, when they spike the ball, do they beat their woman like that? <laughs> Those are the type of questions that he has. He's like, Shaq looks like a pretty insecure brother. I don't know. All right, man. So let's get into the next voicemail um, from, uh, let's see here, 404 area code. I think that might be my man, Ty Diamond. Let's see. Hey, Rod and Karen, it's Ty Diamond. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Called in with a couple topics this week. Uh, see what you guys thought about that. Um, first thing, uh, Def Jam Rap Star, I brought that up last week. Uh, my answer, I got the game this past week. It was uh, real fun. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. And, uh, I mean, you, it really helps you learn the words to a lot of the songs that maybe you like. Or, um, Maybe you don't know, and um, I, I wrote it on my Twitter, but um, I had to do uh, turn my swag on um, in the career mode, and I, I actually realized I knew all the words to that song, and so I felt real bad, and I kind of wanted to kill myself. <laughs> I still think about whether I want to do that or not, but I don't think so. Um, I heard your, uh, one of your podcasts, you are talking about Joe Clark, and... Um, I don't think Joe Clark could exist in real life because, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the times people common sense or people get moral values and stuff, they get shot down. Like, I think, like, he would try to change people at school and you have parents coming up saying, how come you're not raping their kids? Or how come you're not being abusive? Or how come <laughs> you're a good principal? Why are you trying to do change? You know, they want someone that's going to get kids drugs and stuff and everything. So, I don't think... Joe Clark will work in this in the real life. <laughs> um, I also wanted to talk about media takeout. I, I mean, I've been thinking about this for a long time, and I just think they're an embarrassment as far as blogs, websites goes. And I mean, I'm hard on them that TNZ. Like, I don't like any of those types of uh, websites that are gossip type websites, but I'm kind of harder on, I guess, you know, on my own or whatever. But I mean, it's so much like fake garbage and stuff that they post up that they don't take down and it's I mean it's the, the lowest form of journalism ever and I just want to know what y'all thoughts on me to take out I do hope with a passion that they go out of business or something um also the LeBron James you guys brought it up during the show um he retweeted a racist tweet or whatever um from one of his fans and I mean, you know about the hate and stuff that he would get but it's, it's different to actually see it and I mean it's I mean it's terrible like no one should go through that no matter what you do like no one deserves that and I think it's a war but people out there actually do stuff like that um last one talking about Bad Girls Club um did you guys notice when Christina was on the phone uh, talking to her her girlfriend at the beginning of the show Wine Corn had her hand Eric's shirt just laying there and I thought it was really weird um <laughs> also Erica's um Boy toy, like he doesn't even get labeled anymore. He just pops up in in, in the show now, just randomly inside of her. And I think that's the weirdest thing. Um, also, I thought Blanchard, she actually looks like Bleach Johnson. And I definitely think that goes in with the rape. I think that's definitely where she gets it from. Bleach Johnson, that booty, but that booty. 
Um, I think she needs medical help though. She's really crazy. I think she's gonna kill somebody. Um, she probably, she looked like she was getting kicked out of the house and that's probably the best thing that's gonna happen next week. Um, the trash. I mean, we talk about just the lines, how they have to clean up, but, I mean, you know it's really dirty when they do the off shots or the transition shots and it's trash in those shots to get to the next scene. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They really need to clean up. It is so dirty. Um, and also, last, my last point, the last thing for the call is, um, I mean, over the course of this season, the last season I started watching this, it's really hard to watch Batgirl Club because everything that you can disagree with morally or ethically, it happens in this house and everyone, they do complete 180s. And, I mean, I, you can't root for anybody. You can't find a good guy. I think you just as a show where you have to admit that everybody in this house is a horrible person. And so you just have to deal with that. Um, so the only people I do root for, because I got to root for somebody. I just root for the cameraman and pray for their safety. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, other than that, love the show. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, and uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the cameraman on the Bad Girls Clubs are like the Chilean miners. You know, it's just like it's just like, hey man, I hope they survive. You know, I know. Like I'm not even sure these brothers. I, like just, I hope y'all get out alive. I hope they come out with with, with all their limbs together. Yeah, those women <laughs> are a natural disaster. Um, looking at some of the things that he was talking about, um, the wax songs on Rap Superstar is why I'm not getting it. You know, I got wax rap. Wax songs. Wax songs. Sorry. Of course they do. Of course they do. First of all, I have a high threshold for music. I don't think. Or maybe a low threshold. Whatever it is that means I don't listen to a lot of shit. That's what I got. Oh, and, and it's going to have a lot of mainstream, crummy music that yeah. we don't even get down with. I don't care if... if You can't hold my achievement points hostage because I won't say, get my swag on. <laughs> you know? I'm sorry. I'm not cranking that yank regardless of how many Microsoft points it's going to cost ah, me. So you can't pretty boy swag. No. Pretty boy swag. Mm-mm. You can't, can't, can't do that. Can't do the steak leg either. No, I'm not doing the steak leg. I mean, uh-huh. I thought that, like, in the, when they show the commercial, they show, like, Eminem and Kanye, but, yeah, but I guarantee you, know you that- get the song, it's not like, the uh, the game, it's not like that. Mm-mm. Not like that at all. So, no thank you. Um, Joe Clark, yeah, I don't think he could exist, but the problem I really have with, with Lean On Me isn't, first of all, I, I find it hilarious, and I, um, love the, I love the movie. Yes, I do, too. The main problem I have is that these movies about taking these young hoodlums and turning them into upstanding citizens by just being a little tougher on them are making Republican, conservative, upper class people think that that's all you have to do. And it's not that simple. You know, it's like in the blind side when Julia Roberts walks into the hood and tells these drug dealers to leave Michael Orr alone. And that's supposed to be the end of it. Like, oh, okay, well, shit, we didn't think about it that way, white person. Well, back to your suburban house. Nah, don't work like that. You get your butt kicked. Yeah, so, I don't know, man. I'm not a feeling shot. Yeah, something. <laughs> I'm not feeling that. But uh, that's the that's the only problem I have with Lean On Me is that I'm sure there's a ton of people that watch that didn't even pick up on the nuances of the politics of it all and and the parents actually fighting against Joe Clark. All they saw was he got them niggas in line, and that was the end. Um, media takeout. I, I haven't really been on that show, site that much, but nothing could be worse than World Star Hip Hop. That shit is like the cesspool of the uh, internet. 
Oh, I never seen that one either. Yeah, World Star Hip Hop is the worst thing uh, to happen to the internet. It's nothing but ignorant ass shit. It's, you know, you got a dude punching a baby, go to World Star Hip Hop. You know? Ah, uh, uh, yeah, Just uh, everything bad is on World Star Hip Hop. So I don't know about media takeout, but you stay away from World Star Hip Hop, man. Uh, LeBron James uh, retweeting the racist tweet. Y'all know how I felt. That proves to me. That you can't just say sweeping statements like racism didn't play a part. Nope. It, it, it plays like he said. It plays a part in everything because America is all fucked up about race. You know the media coverage after he had the decision. You know that within a couple of days they got Jesse Jackson talking about the decision. Now people always go, well, why do black people support Jesse Jackson? The real question is. Why do white people keep booking him on their shows? Say that again and put a microphone in his face. Yeah, ain't no niggas doing the booking for the Fox News Network. Okay? Somebody is picking him on purpose to be the representative for black people. And it's not black people that are picking him. It's white people. Yeah, because if black people picking him, they wouldn't even pick him. They might even pick a white person to represent them. Because some of them know more about black history than niggas. (laughs) Well, um, (laughs) it's just funny because... They're, they take these. They're taking Jesse Jackson, and by they, I mean the people that work at news networks, mm-hmm. and they're the ones who are pimping him and selling him as the leader of black people. And then you have people going around and ask individual blacks, like, "Yeah, well, why do y'all let Jesse Jackson do?" No one can stop him from going on the air, other than these white people that control the airwaves. It, you know, we don't own the channel. We yeah. don't even own BET. No, we don't. And on top, <laughs> and that is black entertainment television. Yeah. And the sad part about it, man, is that they parade him around and say, "Look at Jesse, look at Jesse," and we're like, "Man, we ain't paying Jesse no attention." Yeah. And then they're like, "Well, why does he represent you? He don't." What do you mean he don't represent you? He don't. You you think he represents me, so you keep putting him in front of my face, and I don't give a damn. Yeah, he's a he's a walking soundbite, which is why they do it. Of course. I mean, there's no other dude other than maybe Sharpton that you can just book and have him say something controversial and, you know, play it. You know, even that dude that was a reverend for um, Barack Obama's church, even Reverend Wright wasn't as controversial as these dudes. Like, they ran through Reverend Wright because they was like, okay, election's over, get the fuck out of here. But um, Jesse and Al, man, they got it. Like, they really have a hold over that uh, entire media world where it's like racist shit happens, call us. We will be the ones to be say something inflammatory. And that process down in business card, man. And it's, it's just annoying uh, to just even deal with that, man, because the thing about it, there are real injustice happening, not only for black people, but for just people, period. If y'all going to stand up for rights, stand up for some real stuff. But you know what? That requires work, and that requires a camera not being in your face. Well, I don't want to diss them like that because they. the thing is, they do it all. They're like the Walmart of racism. Like, okay. They're there for the real racism, and they're there for the bullshit racism. Okay. But the amount of times that they're there messes up their credibility and it also makes them easy targets because it's like, well, Al Sharpton was just complaining about a girl uh, getting pulled over when she was drunk, speeding high and shooting at the cops. And he said that was racism. And then an innocent person got shot in the back by a dirty cop and he was there for that. But the people remember when he was there for the bullshit. So they're like, oh, no, I'm sorry. You was there for some bullshit. I can't have your back on this one. And I think that's 
you're right, you know, you can't have your hands in everything. So I'm like, you you kind of have to be a streamline. You got to pick and choose what you represent because it almost, like you said, the, 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 the one with the drunk girl, she need to go to jail. But you know what? You got something innocent happening, and that's what you need to stand up for. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Stand up for what you need to stand up for. And don't yeah. give me no crap. I don't know, man. All right, here's the next one. What's up, Ron and Karen? It's people critic calling. Uh, called in earlier, but I guess there was a couple little uh, technical difficulties going on with the voicemail. I'm glad y'all got that fixed. Um, I just want to comment on a few things. Uh, one, uh, I definitely enjoyed the, uh, the the podcast you had, which I think is being out black. And uh, I was just thinking, man, that we, we all were talking about John, man, there was a list of people that have to do better, man. And so I was sitting at my desk at work, not working. And thinking to myself, you know, I definitely think T.I. could do better, man. He, uh, that whole publicity stunt with, with the dude wanting to commit suicide was ridiculous. And I, you know, I remember sitting there and I seen it pop up on my Twitter feed. And I was thinking, yeah, right, dog. And I just put my phone back down. Because I'm not believing it. If I'm going to jump off a building, that I'm looking for Clifford to come help me out. Like, I'm, <laughs> I want to talk to uh, Carrie Hilton or man, the Yala Kerry Washington or you know what I'm saying? Get me along on the phone because I'm gonna kill myself. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not trying to tell her no other dude who's been in and out of prison to talk me off the ledge. That's not another thing wise to me. Um, the other person that can do better is Tyler Perry. And I say that because I'm not sure if it's the same day I did the last podcast, I was having lunch. And you know, before I listened to the podcast, I was out lunch with, with, with two of my coworkers, and they're both black females. And I was like, don't these movies make you mad? The fact that every time he has a movie, not only is it the exact same movie, but we accept it, like somehow I'd accept James Cameron doing a movie that's exactly like Avatar and saying it's fantastic. When I'm like, dog, I just seen Avatar last year. I don't want to see the same movie again, but now it's, it's gray goats and they live on some other planet. And, the fact that they black women look terrible. Like, they always are broken and sad, and there's always a bunch of slow motion crying, and then some dude shows up who's possibly light skin, but has wavy hair, and he shows up and says, hey. And it's like, that's not how it goes. Like, I don't know no black women with that. I don't even know women like that. And yet, you know, you got to talk about the demographic. I think another demographic you missed was the demographic that enjoys seeing a black man wearing a dress. And I, I, I pose this question to them, and I, I ask y'all, what is the last white comedian you've seen wear a dress in a movie? I've never seen Will Ferrell just be like, I'm going to dress like a woman in Anchorman 2 because it's funny. You know what I'm saying? These white actors and, and comedians don't no, never do that. We had Tootsie. We had Mr. Doubtfire. We've had almost every black comedian in a dress. And it's just, I don't know, to me, it's just, just like cutting the nuts off. And I don't, you know what I'm saying, as a black man, I'm not cool with it. And to me, Tyler Perry was way too comfortable in them dresses. And so he can do better, man. I, I need to see him do like a, a crime drama or a scary movie or maybe just no movies. And even the fact that, you know, everybody tried to, I watched commercials that said that Meet the Browns is like the number one greatest show on TV. Or number one comedy on cable, and I don't know a single soul who watches it. I don't know black people, white people, Asian people, Native Americans. You know what I'm saying? No Vietnamese even watch the show. And I've never been on my Twitter and then my timeline been full of, oh man, I'm watching, uh, I'm watching Mr. Brown. It's kind of funny. Like, no one's ever said that. So I said, <laughs> that show has to go, man. This dude got to do better. Uh, this now do better. I said was, was technology, man, because I was thinking if, if I had. The Who Are Those Guys podcast back when I was 
in my, my, my early 20s, man, I would have been on Southport at the club, man, getting all that game <laughs> and just laying down some tips at the club. Like, it would have been fantastic. But now, I'm, I, you know what I'm saying, I'm in my 30s, I'm a little too old to be, uh, you know, tipping at the club like that. But man, had I had that at, at 22, South Beach, and had these dudes telling me that women really do want to be strippers and they love being on the pole and that's their destiny. Man, that would have been, I would have just down some chicks here. It would have been, man, we would have been at the mansion kicking it. But, you know, I just, man, I wish, man, we had some of the social networking and, and uh, podcasts and stuff when I was growing. When I was coming up in my 20s, you know, it's cool to have it now, man, but I, I would have been a bad dude and had that earlier in life. Um, and I just want to say, man, appreciate it, man. I, I got to do better myself, man, and make sure I donate and, and click on there so everybody who listens, man, who enjoys your podcast. Definitely, man. Make sure y'all go get in there and y'all donate. Uh, <laughs> I laughed out loud, man. I didn't know uh, that not want to block you like that, man. Like, no wonder little brother broke up, man. This dude cannot take criticism. He's <laughs> blocking fans, man. That's, that's crazy. And then the people with the mean emails, man. I have a blog that I write. And just, I do rule reviews and talk culture stuff. And I was like, bro. Like, why I don't like Superman? Mad. I click on the blog, it's like, wow, I got 50-something comments. And it was all negative. Like, some, they said I was pretty much anti-Jesus because Superman was a Christ-like figure. And how dare I talk about the dude? So, you know, the next TV's going to be there, man. Just keep up the good work, man. Uh, looking forward to hearing some more from y'all show, man. Take care. Peace. Yo, definitely, man. Thanks, People's Critic, man, for that Thank voicemail. You. Um yeah, um, I really do think the thing with the dresses and the black comedians is that there's an intimidating masculinity about black men that it, it, as far as Hollywood is concerned. Now, me and you, we don't find it intimidating. Like, I feel like Martin Lawrence is a little, little ass nigga that I probably could beat up. But there's for some reason, you know, the way he acts and whatnot, they, they think it would be a direct contrast to put him as, as in a feminine role to put a dress on him and that would be funny because it's so ironic and to me it's not like it's really lame it's kind of played out so um that's one of the reasons i never was feeling tyler perry but uh, i don't even think that it's a, a subject or a matter where tyler perry can do better i think he's doing the best he can this is his bag you know this is what he does he Rolls out a bunch of stereotypes and gives you the same predictable plot over and over. Uh, he gives you the ultra, ultra see-through dialogue, which is horrendous. And he makes it so that the movie is shit. And basically you're watching a play with cameras, which in a play setting isn't that bad. If I saw a Tyler Perry thing on stage, I wouldn't be as upset because honestly plays are supposed to be predictable they're supposed to have uh, certain elements in every one of them every play I've ever been to is kind of the same play I've seen before you know well, our first date was a play yeah it was you asked me out you know because the nigga was looking so pimpish but um <laughs> you know I, I guess I didn't need who are those guys back in the days <laughs> fellas but um yeah man so they uh basically they um that, that, that his movies are plays Put with cameras, but they're still written and directed like plays, and that's why they look so shitty. Plays aren't really that great, but you look at Broadway and stuff like that. People will go see plays they already know the plot to because they're really going to have a good time and to see how the actors do. Um, that's I'm not doing that for a movie. I don't go see movies to be like, well, I already know in the first fucking five minutes that the white girl is bad and the black girl is good. 
Like, come on. Like, he's, he's like, obviously that guy's cheating with that other chick. Like, come on, bro. Um, and, yeah, the haters are gonna be out there, man. That's that's funny about your Superman blog, dude. That's, that's fucked up. But, yeah, I, I don't really like Superman either. He's a boring-ass hero. And, uh, yeah, I guess T.I. can do better, too, you know? And, uh, yeah, man, definitely click on the donate button to spread the word for us, man. We appreciate everybody that does that. Um, help pay for, uh, you know, shit like this voicemail and keeping the phone on. <laughs> I, I didn't realize. Thank you for keeping the lights on, guys. <laughs> I didn't realize that the phone number expired. <gasps> so, yeah, somebody, so he called and tried to leave a message. He was like, hey, man, I'm not getting anything. And I was like, what? Let me check. You know, like, they must have fucked up. And then I went and checked my email and it was like, uh, you need to renew your phone number. I was like, damn, they got some more money. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you mess around with niggas. Stuff just get cut off. <laughs> yeah. Please donate. Please. Everybody, please donate. Um, <laughs> uh, let's do look at the uh, message board. We didn't have a lot of comments, but I thought I would just look at those real quick. Cool. Um, the only episode we got comments on was a Joe Clark episode. Uh-huh. Um, and somebody was actually talking about they didn't know me for on the message board and was all I did all I do now is post uh, links to my uh, podcast and my blog and first of all the answer is yes but the other thing is I'm a motherfucking institution on SOHH so you can't just be checking me like that bruh I've been there longer than you um Imperial B he says uh these shows got get me through the weekend when the morning Jones ain't on and fuck Anthony Morrow that nigga was hitting too many shots online uh, I'll allow it. That's fine. I'll let you say something bad about Ed if it means he's good. Um, Corner Boy says good show because he was on there. Cool. Uh, somebody Triple Hate brought up Jay Riggins. I guess he was he wasn't the only one that uh, remembered Jay Riggins from the mall in the stores that I used to shop in. Oh yeah, all them was shut down. I remember that. Uh, Thelonious says, "Wow, button ups and a tie to school. Brave soul." <laughs> Hey man, I was getting them white girls, man. What I, what can I say? Uh, they like peaches and cream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we beast mode says, yo, y'all are hilarious with this Drake shit. Um, I don't know. I, I think picking on Drake is funny, but I also mean it. Um. <laughs> and so basically, that was the comments for the message board. And then uh, also, I wrote a blog post. I don't know if we talked about it. Uh, but it was about how the NFL is playing you and how our fans are basically crackheads. And, you know, um, pretty much everything I've said in this blog has become true. Uh, it's about Brett Favre, the Patriots, and uh, the Panthers. Um, and each one has their own section on here. And we got four different responses, and I appreciate everybody that read it and responded to it. So thanks, man. Uh, you know, and just keep in mind, the point of that blog post is don't be a sucker. All right? Uh, so we got a couple emails. Cool. Um, let's see here. Uh, Isaac writes us. Uh, he says, there are two big news stories this past week. Uh, there were two big news stories this past week. Both dealing with the production on the same movie, The Hangover 2. First, it was announced that Mel Gibson had signed on for a cameo appearance at the first step, as the first step to rehabbing his image. Then, just a couple days later, the director of the movie came out and said that the plan was scrapped because not everyone on the cast was 100% behind it. It's being rumored that Zach Galifianakis was the one that finally played, pulled the edit, director to the side and said, what the fuck is wrong with you? If he stays, I'm gone. So, uh, okay, I guess that question is, 
for me is like okay yeah I think Mel Gibson probably shouldn't have been on there it just seems like it's too soon um so I, I mean I can understand why they wouldn't want him and also I'm kind of tired of people trying to Tom Cruise their image by making fun of themselves like Tom Cruise did it in Tropic Thunder and that was hilarious yes it was cause it was totally unexpected yeah and then um, Mike Tyson doing it in the hangover to me was 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 you know also kind of funny but not it wasn't the funniest shit no but you know just throwing Mel Gibson in there is almost like you're pushing the envelope to see how much you will forgive a person for um and he says second verse uh, so you know paragraph all that jibber jabber was to build up this question Mike Tyson appeared on the first hangover and his scenes in the film were some of the most talked about and promoted so does rape age better in, in entertainment than racism <laughs> there are tons of dudes that have been arrested or accused of rape or assault, and we more or less forget it over time. But name the last entertainer to get away with dropping a racial rant on tape without serious consequences. Um, okay. That's a twofold question. One, you gotta remember, Mike Tyson's rape happened a very, very, very long time ago. Yeah, so close to 10? Yeah. 10, 15 years? Long, yeah, probably longer Maybe than that. 20, yeah. Meanwhile, uh... Mel Gibson was just beating this woman and ranting a couple months ago. We, the, our podcast has only been around for about ten months. We were making jokes on that a couple months into the podcast. So obviously, this is a dude that has basically just fucked up. No, and, and the difference is, Mike Tyson didn't make a mixtape. This nigga made four five mixtapes. That's <laughs> the difference. <laughs> You know, yeah, mailback music was was a little hard on, yeah, too, on the streets. You know, a little hardcore, you know. <laughs> and also, you know, let's not forget that he beat somebody. He beat this woman, the mother of his child. Um, so anyway, I, all I'm saying is this. Or I don't know if she's the mother of his child, but the mother of a child. I don't know. Yeah. He beat her. Um, all I'm saying is this. I think you have another point that is valid, and that is... We do not give a fuck about women in general. If you beat a woman and you do some fucked up shit, we will forgive you and we will move the fuck on like it's just a fact of life. Uh, a good example of this is the guy who played Joe Clark, Morgan Freeman. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he's in trouble with cheating on his wife and womanizing and shit like that, and he's been forgiven. You know, like it's just, it, there's a litany of stars that have basically beat and done terrible things to women. And we just look at it as part of the lifestyle. And it's fucked up, you know? Very. So, uh, I, and the thing is, I don't feel like Mel Gibson won't be forgiven. Even with the racism and all that shit. But it's going to take time. He came back from when he was talking shit about the Jews. That's a race, right? Just because it wasn't black people don't make it not a race. Yes, he was talking shit about the Jews and he came back from that shit. And nobody thought that could happen because, I mean, let's face it. He's right. Jews control the media. And 100% of all the gold. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> let's move on to the next email. Um, we got one from Nilbin. I think that's how you pronounce it. What up, Rod and Karen and whoever the guest is today? Preferably Will. Oh, face Justin. Damn. <laughs> oh, well, neither one of them are here, so I might have to read this again when they're around. Anyway, on my on the Where's My 40 Acres podcast day, I forget which one, but they were talking about a lot of rap beginning to come from the middle class people, and it's changing, uh, and it's changing like that slowly. I would just want to know what you guys think about it. I can see the point they were um, they make being valid. I just want more opinions into it. Um, I'm not really sure what this question is asking, but if you're saying 
uh, remember we was talking about the CPUs and how rappers were going to be rapping about the CPUs and we talked oh. about the class change and how, you know, rappers back in the day really went through some stuff and they rapped about what they knew. And so now you have a generation of rappers that ain't poor. They middle class. Right. You know, they mama not on welfare. You know, they got their mama and they did it. Right. So they rap about what they know. You know, a new pair of Jordans. You know, that's the kind of stuff they rap about. Yeah, I, I really think it's good and it's better because what was happening before, I think, was that you had a lot of people who actually did have middle class backgrounds and upbringing that were basically acting and trying to be thugs. Yes. So you would have rappers that didn't grow up that fucked up, but in order to sell that story, they would turn it into a more fucked up version. But when you saw the rapper, you were like, that does not fit what I'm seeing. That does not fit how you're acting and your ability to communicate. You, like, some rappers are some of the smartest, uh, most articulate, most well thought out poets and philosophers on the planet. But yet, their image that they sell you is, no, I'm just a regular thug hood nigga that sells drugs. And you're like, I don't believe you. No, not only that, man. I don't know. Was it Ice Cube? I see one of them, like, was educated, had a college degree. Ice Cube. Yeah, had a college degree and all this stuff. So that's why he was like, oh, y'all screwing me out of my money? I'm out. Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, yeah, even back in the day, yeah, you had Ice Cube who, you know, wrote some of the hardest shit of all time. But he was basically considered, you know, a, some type of fraud because he was educated. And he didn't come from this, you know, uh, this necessarily hood background. And it's kind of fucked up. And I'm glad to see that changing. I would love for it to be to the point where you can point out that a guy's not from the hood and it's not a negative. That's true. You know, where I can say like, oh, yeah, man, did you know that Lupe Fiasco grew up at such and such? And people won't go, oh, well, shit, that nigga ain't real, you know? Yeah, cause my thing, I, I ain't trying to find it. They just lyrics, and I don't need to get shot to show my to show I'm damn. Yeah, I agree. Um, Sharif writes in, "What up, Rod and Karen? I'm catching up on some episodes, and there was a nice strip club situation with Holly, a uh, conversation with Hollywood Larian. This made me think of one thing that I've read in several blogs: that strip clubs are more of an accepted way of things in the South than in the North." Have you heard this or experienced this personally? I'm a northern boy and I definitely know people that frequent strip clubs, but it doesn't uh, but it doesn't as important as it does like oh it must mean it doesn't seem as important as it does in places like Atlanta. Um, um what? Go ahead. I, I maybe this is just me and, and I don't I don't mean to sound biased, but a lot of times, especially when you talk about down south Atlanta, and I don't, I'm not speaking for all strip clubs. But the women down here got a lot of big booties, and there's a lot of stuff shaking and going on, and most black males like that stuff. So they will spend their money on women shaking their booty, walking across the stage in their stilettos, you know, that that's the thing. And, you know, I know they have the videos with the video girls on it, but if you ask most of these dudes uh, who are, like, normal dudes, them girls aren't it. You know, that's not what they like. Yes, yeah, uh, first of all... Um I, am I the only one getting turned on right now? Uh, Talk about some more of them big booties. Yeah, I mean, I'm just keeping it real. Not that they ain't got big booties up north. They got big booties up there, too. But I think it's a, a lot of the culture down here that uh, we just have a tendency to blow our money on strippers. Uh, also, man, y'all got some weird-ass rules depending on where you go, man. Yeah. Up north, they got those, like, so crime, many feet, they got them crime scene strip clubs, like, stand 20 feet away from the scene of the pussy. Like, calm down, man. You can't touch them and shit. You get kicked out. Like, down here, man, you go to the right club, man, you can pretty much feel on titties. I've seen girls put their titties in people's mouths and shit. Like, it's just different, I guess. And I, the, the strip club I went to was actually an upper class 
strip club. I can't even get into the stories my friends got about going to the oh, strip club. Oh, yeah. They tell you all kinds of stuff about lap dances and having sex with the girls and all that type stuff. I said I can't get into it. Oh, I'm sorry. Come on, Karen. I was telling too much information. Sorry, Will. Sorry, man. Ha, ha, ha. My bad. I ain't mean to the cat at the bag. Uh, but anyway, man. Um, Let's see. We got anything else we need to talk about? Oh, I guess we need to look at the Facebook page real quick and then... Um, that should be it. I don't think we got any iTunes reviews. Um, uh, basically on the last show, we combined the intro to where... Yes. And Clove from Chonilla says he liked that, so I did cool. too. Um, and then, um, uh, I also posted that link to the article that, uh, you know, we talked about, about pornography ruining the black family. Mm-hmm. And, um, Lashonda responded, I tweeted them back at... That the black family has bigger issues to contend with than porn, and that got ignored. Then, when she tried to say uh, folding for a woman wasn't as bad as porn for a man, uh, I checked out. I checked out since the agenda became glaringly clear. Clear. Now you might be saying folding for a woman. What is that? Stupid autocorrect charge changed battery operated boyfriend to folding. So instead of dildo, and it says folding. Oh, um, okay. Damn it, Verizon! I won't be censored. So, um, <laughs> basically, she's and I did go back and read that on on the the black couple their uh, blog. It, she tried to basically make this justification that using a battery operated sex toy was somehow not as bad as a man watching pornography. And then later on, she went back on that and actually said, well, no, it is as bad and you shouldn't be doing either one kind of. And I'm like, grow the fuck up, man. We are adults. How about what happened to people taking some fucking responsibility for that shit? If you're having sexual problems, if you're having love life problems, stop blaming other shit and look at yourself. Stop being like, oh, it's my my video I watched. Oh, it's my sex toy. How about you guys take some time with each other and figure out how to work through yeah, that shit? Go to marriage. I mean, for real, there's people out there that will help you walk through this stuff, but you don't know how to. Yeah, most of these people's problem is insecurity. It's yeah. insecurity. You're insecure about the fact that your wife might use a sex toy, and you, and that's your competition. And she's insecure that, hey, he looked at pornography, and you know, I don't have an ass like Cherokee. Is that what you want? And she's, and it's like you gotta stop letting insecurity rule the day. Yeah, cause I'm here to tell you right now, he can watch all the booty he want on the um, pornography, but he ain't never gonna meet them chicks. Yeah, I mean, I met a couple of them, but anyway, uh. Now, I, I mean, Sarah J followed me on Twitter. What up, Sarah J? But um, I'm just saying in general, these these cats act way more insecure. Honestly, yeah. if somebody, if you wanted to fuck somebody, it would actually be easier than watching porn. It would be easier than getting a fucking dildo too. Like if you really were that, were like, I just need some other ass other than you. It is not that fucking hard. It is not. So, I mean, Craigslist is only a fucking click away. Let's stop pretending ah. like porn is a fucking competition. You know what is competition for you? Fucking sex with other people is competition. So, anyway, I, I don't know. Um, And then, uh, also, Mr. Antagonist uh, posted on our page. And I just want to uh, go and tell people, hey, if you have a podcast and you want to post a link on our page, we have no problem with that. No. So, you know, Mr. Antagonist, you know, if you want to spread the word by putting it on our page, feel free, man. It's nothing. Um, 
And uh, let me also give a shout out to my man Bamani Jones who went on uh, into the jump, uh, went on uh, around oh, the horn. Into the Jones, what? He went on around the horn, yes, he and um, he has a promotional video on YouTube called Into the, the Jones. Yes, it was and, just really funny. Yeah, if you're into Into the Dragon uh, enough, like I am, where I can quote it, uh, check it out, man, because it's a hilarious video um, about getting prepared to go on around the horn. Um, and also, uh, we got some more comments on the Joe Clark Life Coach episode, and. Um, Let's see, Chloe says, oh my god, kiss you back, Digital Underground, taking me back to high school, feels good. Yeah, that was my song too, man. And uh, he says, his wife Shirley had an MC Hammer suit custom made. Wow. I didn't go custom made, but it didn't have a suit though. It was red on one side, black on the other, and the top colors were flipped from the pants. She looked like a backup dancer from a 90s music video. <laughs> and uh, Bill, Bill Beatty says, we need more... Four angry round rants, um, which I guess he means I need to get angry and rant about shit, but I, I can't fake it, man. It's either real or it's not. I know. Same here. So, that's it for uh, those comments, and um, uh, I guess I should probably check the iTunes reviews real quick, uh, even though I don't expect us to have any, but I'll check real quick. Make sure you guys are uh, giving us reviews, though, because we appreciate that shit. We do every single one of them. Um... And, uh, Karen, you got anything you want to talk about while I look this up? Oh, yeah. Uh, they was laughing at me on Twitter last night because I had some Long Island iced tea and it was really, really good. But why don't Long Island iced tea have damn sweet tea in it? That's false advertisement. <laughs> it's called Long Island iced tea, but I ain't got no tea. Yeah, you stumbling around a little bit, buddy. You, <laughs> you feeling okay this morning? You got a headache? No, I'm feeling good. But that's false advertisement. They say Coke make it look like tea. Yeah, it is right. It's basically just a mix of alcohols to get you drunk. That's why I was like, take one more sip. <laughs> Alright, that's it for the podcast. Drink it up, girl. Drink it up. That's it for the podcast. Uh, the next episode uh, will be tomorrow. And we should have our guest, The Dark Hater, on there. Yep. Um, so I'm looking forward to that a lot. I and, am. You know, it's crazy that we're booking guests now. We're we're booked up for three month, three weeks. I know. We, you know? We, we went from being just me and you for four months to being booked. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thank you for filling up that book up, guys. We got so many people. We got to, hey, let me look at my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you come a long way, baby. Yeah, I know, right? They, um, you know, eventually, you know, when we, and also we'll go back to the uh, donating. We thank, really thank you for donating because we eventually want to, I know a lot of people would like for us to do it every day, but you know, right now with jobs and all that stuff, we can't really do it every day. Yeah, um, and also, you know, we, we should be able to uh, pay for shit. So yeah. You won't yeah. ever have to call and the phone. Your phone off. lines cut off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So um, don't forget, you know, go to the blog, theblackouttips.com. Look on the right-hand column. Click the donate button. Uh, give us some money. Read the blog, man, because I'm always putting stuff up there. Yesterday, I put a video that somebody sent me about Barack Obama rapping to the Waka Flocka hard in the paint list. Ah, that was hilarious. And um, also, make sure you uh, email the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, call us. Leave us a message, 704-557-0186. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'll say that again. That as in D-A-T. And, uh... Till then, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah.